Hey, welcome to the Bacash Podcast. My name is Don. My name is Scott. And truth be told, this is the first time we have been in the same room in two months. Months, yeah. So, uh, honest truth here, I had COVID and that took uh, a couple weeks out. Mm -hmm. I had kids, sports and athletics. That took my whole life from August until October. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I think we're safe. Yeah. And I had school. I think some conferences. You teach at school. Yeah. And then I think we had conferences one week where I couldn't make it. And yeah. I don't know. And then, you know, we're currently, if you hear beeping in the background, <laughs> we are currently recording in a house that isn't finished yet. And so they just put the fire alarms in today. And I don't know why they're beeping, but. They're just letting you know they're there. I think they're hardwired in there. And then it's echoey because there's no real furniture well, there's yeah. kind of furniture. Well, and that's the other, other thing that has, it hasn't really hindered me as much as it, as it would have you, mm-hmm. but we're both like having houses redone or built yep. and we've been delayed. <laughs> we're both like living in places that are not our homes. So I was supposed to be in in August hmm. and it is currently the beginning of November when we're recording. That's probably not when you're going to listen to it. No, you'll probably listen to it sometime in 2022. Okay, yes. So it's... Uh, Auto anxiety or something? Yeah. And hopefully we'll be in by then. Um, <laughs> but I'm currently living in a uh, two-bedroom house with my mother-in-law living in her basement. Um, so there's five of us living there. And literally my clothes, being my non-winter clothes, are in a suitcase while my winter clothes are hiding. And it's... Did I say it's the beginning of November? Yeah. Uh, so we... Uh, last February, uh, tried to buy houses. We tried to put in bids and we would get out bid. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to talk to a builder and we found that it was a slight increase in price, but we didn't have to do the bids. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we, in February, when we signed the paperwork, we were told uh, probably August, uh, maybe September, if things went crazy. Uh, they didn't dig the hole until June mm-hmm. and uh, the whole sat there for like a month with nothing going on except for random rainwater getting in it, and uh, they are supposed to be done at the end of November, which is twenty six days from when we're recording this. All right, um, we have a closing date, so we've signed paperwork, and the lender seems to think that that's when it'll happen. So, so when, okay, when, okay, I might've just missed it. So when is it that you officially bought the house? So it's kind of weird. We signed the paperwork and gave them a smaller down payment Mm -hmm. in February. Okay. February. Okay. Um, The whole tale goes back to December. We originally looked at building in December and thought it was, we put like a thousand dollars down to hold, um, a lot mm-hmm. so that we could talk about it. Yeah. And we were like, oh, this is crazy. They're expensive. Uh, the house isn't even what we'd want and blah, blah, blah. So we called him back and said, hey, we're not going to take it. They sent us our money back. And so then the lady that bought it, a bunch of stuff happened between there, but the lady that uh, we originally talked to called us later and she's like, hey, we got a new street opened up and we got some floor plans you might want to look at. Um, you might like better. So we did and we did like them. We went through the whole process with her, like picked out like what we wanted and all this stuff. And then like had a heart to heart that night again. And like, no, this is still, it, it's still more than we wanted to spend on the house, blah, blah, blah. So we, you know, 
decided not to do it or whatever. So then we put our house up for sale and it sold for about 40,000 more than we thought it would. And we were like, hey, we can afford wow. it. <laughs> um, well, not more than we thought it would. It sold for about 40,000 more than we originally paid for it. Um, but we did not expect to get the profit that we did off of it. Um, because we had already had like, you know, we had like 12 years worth of equity in it. So like we didn't, you know, we'd paid it down really low anyway. So we had a lot of, we, I mean, I don't want to get into too many numbers here, but we right. had, you know, thousands upon thousands in profit. Um, and if you know our, our story, we have five kids, one with special needs, and we were living in a three bedroom house where we unfortunately have four, not unfortunately, we have four boys and one girl. So we had three boys living in one bedroom. And then we had my daughter and my son, my youngest son, who has special needs in a, a room together. We could not take him out of her room and put him in with the boys because of bunk beds. And it wasn't a safe situation for him. Um, and my daughter is at the point where she can't have a room with a boy. Hmm. you know. So it's kind of like, it yeah. just wasn't. So we talked to people about redoing the basement. We were advised against doing that because the house was built in the 20s and they weren't made for like... Basements back then weren't made for right. sleeping and whatever. And there's no egress. And to do an egress would have cost us like... $5,000. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. It was something like that. And oh, that's good. Because we, we were going to put an egress in, so... Yeah. Oh, but that was, <laughs> that was just to get the wall cut out and the window put in. Because of the way the house was, we would have had to get the gas lines moved. <gasps> and we don't know what that would have cost. Okay. So um, we went through all that stuff and decided to go with the build. So the... Uh, well, anyway, so we, we go through the stuff and then we tell the lady like, no, whatever. So the day we got the offer on the house that we accepted, the lady mm -hmm. called us. She didn't know, obviously, because her house never hit the market. Right. And she's like, hey, you know, like prices are going to go up. Like if you were thinking about it or on the fence about it, come talk to me. So we had a conversation. We had some quick, very quick prayer. And we drove out and talked to her and ended up signing on all, all that stuff in February. Nice. Um, then you go to a design selection where you say, I want that color siding. Um, I want that color for cabinets. I want these type of doorknobs, you know, like all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And um, we did that in April. Now, most people sign and a couple weeks later they go to design, but they were so backed up from so many people buying that we had to wait until April. So really, <clears throat> it was like... The second week of April, I think we went like April 11th or something. Mm -hmm. um, from there until June, like nothing happened. Right. And we we're just like, you know, one day I just sent an email to the sales lady. I was like, hey, we just haven't heard anything. And she's like, hey, they're going to dig a hole. And we're like, would they have dug a hole sooner? Had we asked her sooner if anything was happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've been. So you have an entire house built in the same time <laughs> period. Well, What's funny is right now we're living in a rental like you mm -hmm. that has like no extra space and I'm on work from home uh, because my office, we can go back to it if we want to. Mm -hmm. um, however, the way school works, like I have to take my one son to the bus stop in the morning and I wouldn't make it to work on time. Mm -hmm. So I basically have to drive him out to our new housing development where we don't live <laughs> to take him to the bus. Nice. Um, but yeah, we had a whole house built at the same time that you're waiting for the house to get <laughs> so, so history on our house, housing market's ridiculously stupid. Yeah, we're in Ohio. Um, so if yeah. you're in Ohio, I mean, anywhere in the States you probably know, but Ohio yeah. is pretty, and, pretty rough. 
I mean, it is re- like we put bids on 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 you know it got outbid by like tons. Yeah, I mean, there's tens of thousands for us. There's houses that are selling for fifty thousand over asking price and. Some of them are going in without inspections. We're like, well, we need an inspection. So we actually found this house for a very low price. Um, the house needed a lot of work. And in fact, our, they had to take our house down to the studs, basically. And we knew, we, we knew that it needed a lot of work. And um, we thought that it was going to be much quicker when we got in. <laughs> and so we got it for a ridiculously low price. Um, it was so crowded, you could barely walk around when you walked through the house just to see it. Um, I think that's, we actually did kind of get in a little bit of a bidding war. Um, so we still paid a little bit over, but it wasn't much at all. And so we, we ended up getting the house and then they took it down to the studs and it's just taken that long for them to get everything back up and running. But they're telling us maybe next week. Um, we've heard that before, but Bye. hopefully for real, for real, <laughs> we'll be moving in next week. So um, yeah, so we didn't have an entire house built. Ours was made so, in the mid twenties, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Our, the house we sold was 1929. Mm-hmm. So we got a tutor. <laughs> Makes yeah. me laugh. I live in a fart house. <laughs> but, so that style, like uh-huh. that black and white or whatever is like kind of popular in the neighborhood that we're moving into. Yeah. Um, there's like three houses I think that have that. And like, we keep saying like, oh my gosh, this is like, it's like they're trying to do it without doing it. Cause they don't have like the stucco. They just have like the siding that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, apparently that's like making the swing back around again. Wow. See, I'm already back in style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got, what, you live live on this for 10 years before some other modern thing. Right. (laughs) I'm waiting for the, the, what do you call it? The Magnolia look to go. Oh yeah. So there's a few houses in our neighborhood that also have that, that modern farmhouse Mm -hmm. exterior. And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. But like, you know, Chip and Joanna ain't going to be popular forever. No, no. Our, our, the outside of our house looks like the Tudor, but you walk into the house and it Not at all. doesn't quite have the same style. Especially the new windows. Mm-hmm. The old windows had that, like the, like they looked like the lead. That's because they things or whatever. were the lead. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> but your new ones, it makes it look very good. Yeah. And they've, they've done good work. Yeah, they that have. That guy left his fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one of those that, you know, we actually, by the time we finish on this house, we'll pay about the same that houses are going for. Yeah. But we, we've got exactly what we well, wanted. So The house we bought, the base price of it without any of the selection stuff is like crazy now. So Oh, wow. Like it's, it's like so many numbers. I think it's like 60000 more than what to, – to get it with nothing that, than what we're paying for with stuff. Mm-hmm. So, man. So we're, lam- we're lam- lamenting lam- – Lamenting. Lamenting. Thank you. I can did, you guys, did you see me staring trying to think uh, of the segue? We're, we're <laughs> lamenting our first world problems, but Ezekiel is lamenting much worse problems. In lions. In lions and vines. Vines and lions. Yeah. Yeah. Lions and vines and vines yeah. and lions. Uh-huh. Lions vines. So anyway, chapter 19. Yeah, I was trying to think, um, where do you want to read? Yeah. Do you want to go one line at a time or do you want to... Oh, I don't know. Let's go one line at a time. So that's like one through four uh, five? Four or five. Four, four, five, four or five. Four or five, okay. You pick. So Ezekiel um, 19, um, one through four or five. <laughs> four or five-ish. And you take up a lamentation for the princes of Israel and say, what was your mother? A lioness? Um, among, oh wait, what was your mother? A lioness. 
Among lions she crouched. In the midst of young lions she reared her cubs, and she brought up one of her cubs. He became a young lion, and he learned to catch prey. He devoured men. The nations heard about him. He was caught in their pit, and they brought him with hooks to the land of Egypt. When she saw that she waited in vain, that her hope was lost. Oh, okay, so that's another cub. So yeah, we'll stop at four. Well, that's the original cub. But yeah. That's oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, she read oh. the last sentence. When she saw that she waited in vain, that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. Yeah, so she's, okay, yeah. That's, that's our replacement. Okay, yeah. Replacement lion. So we've got the first lion. Yeah. Tell us about the first lion, Don. Well, first of all, before that, this is um, oh, yeah. uh, this chapter is in the style of a funeral dirge. That mm-hmm. uh, was usually I thought it was interesting in the the time. Uh, these were usually sung by somebody that was hired out to professionally sing and mourn. Mm. And uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, God writes it and uses Ezekiel to sing it. So it was kind of like sticking with the custom that. Uh, you know, the lamentation was still the the funeral march was still being sung by somebody that was, it was still outsourced. So I should have sung it. Yes. Okay. Um, now I'm not saying that like there's any awesome like deep seated Hebrew parallel to draw from this. Right. I'm just saying I thought it was kind of cool to look at it that way. That yeah. it was still um, the dirge was usually sung by uh, somebody that's hired to do so, and God is basically, for lack of, I mean, He's appointed Ezekiel to say his words, and Ezekiel is carrying out this lament on behalf of God to his people, and he's kind of that intermediary. So still thought yeah. that was kind of cool. And usually a lion, so in the ancient Near East, people often associate like a lion with royalty. Yeah. Um, so we, we are definitely talking a king. And, and I think it blatantly just says that it's talking about about the princes of Israel in, in general. Yeah, well, once I get to that, I think that the land of Egypt is the pointed... Like, then you know it's about Jehoahaz. Right. Jehoahaz. 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 And the, the lioness um, specifically refers to, which is the mother of the kings, um, Israel in general, mm-hmm. um, but specifically the tribe of Judah. So, you know. Yeah. Um, we're, we're talking about the tribe of Judah at this time. Um, why a lion? Um, Judah's lion possesses the strength and the nobility of the lion. Um, and, uh, this provokes in Judah's enemies an appropriate fear and respect. Um, so this lion analogy isn't necessarily new or original with Ezekiel, um, but Israel throughout their history has been seen, um, at times as the, well, I mean, if you've ever heard the lion of Judah, um, this is kind of that, that perspective. Um, and again, it, it would provoke fear in their, in their enemies. And at one time they could legitimately do that, but they are not in that place now. Um, they are currently, he's talking to, to people in exile. Yeah. And, um, it's purposeful here that, the they're being talked as like the young cubs or whelps. Uh, essentially it's saying, um, it's, it's a disparagement for the Kings. It's kind of neutering their power a little bit. Um, instead of saying like, Hey, these were, um, you know, full-grown lions with manes, the kings of the jungle or kings of the Serengeti or desert or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's basically saying, look at these young, immature lions and what they did. So there's an intentional... With Ezekiel, there tends to be a lot. There's like an intentional jab there. It's saying, look at these fools. Like, 
look at these young foolish lions. They think they're going to grow up, devour men. Well, they got hooks and they're taken down to Egypt, yeah. you know. And and then the the king that they're first talking about here, Jehoahaz, was a violent um, monkey butt. <laughs> yeah, he was he was not a good king. Um, and in fact, he he actually comes after a good king. Um, uh, Josiah yeah. ends up getting killed in the battle of Megiddo, um, and uh, basically you mean on the hill Megiddo, the Harm Megiddo, the Armageddon, the Armageddon, the Armageddon, Armageddon. Oh, sorry. Wait, we were in Revelation. What happened? Wait. Did, did you learn that from Zeus? No, I didn't. Uh, Megiddo. Is a hill where wars were fought oh. in the Jezreel Valley. Okay. Come on. It was made like a triangle. It was easily accessible from multiple sides for battle. Yeah. And they would fight over that because it would give a good uh, battle position to defend against other people coming there because it was up on a hill. Hill oh. in uh, Hebrew was Harm, Harm Megiddo, the Harm Megiddo. And oh. so that's where we get the word Armageddon. Okay. After we've like anglicized it and, you know, I didn't pronounced know that. it for years, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. man, that's a Zeus. That's a Zeus, man. I don't remember that, but yep, the Armageddon. Okay, yep. the Armageddon. Yep. So now Megiddo is where we got Armageddon. All right. Well, Josiah gets carried away or carried off. Now he was a good king. He was trying to make um, mm-hmm. changes in Israel, um, and um, now just because he was making those changes doesn't mean their hearts were necessarily changed. Um, so that doesn't mean that. Israel or Judah at that time was actually in a good place spiritually. However, Josiah was trying to make those reforms to make that happen. Um, and I guess we see throughout Israel's history, they've got this. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they well, actually next week, ooh, I shouldn't say chapter 20, but we'll, we'll find out where, you know, they've been worshiping idols for a very long time. And even since the beginning um, is what Ezekiel is going to point out. So, Jehoahaz is the guy that comes out after he reigned for what only three months. He's a puppet king, um, and later on gets exiled to Egypt. But he was uh, renowned for being violent. Yeah, like very he was violent. definitely a a sheriff of Nottingham type, like a cruel man. Mm-hmm. Which. Which he, he learned to catch the prey. He devoured men. Mm-hmm. So we see some of that referred to. I mean, when Ezekiel is talking about this specific lion or this king that's that's being that's being discussed in the first couple of verses. And if you look at, uh, I was trying to get the, the right verse here. Second uh, Kings, uh, twenty three, uh, thirty three through thirty four. You actually do see that he ultimately died in. Egypt, which is what I said. That's like a very pointed. This is a prophecy that didn't take a whole lot of interpretation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the hearers would have known who what king the, that he was talking about here. Right. So next king, it gets a little bit fuzzier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna yeah. get into the next fuzzier king. The oh fu- fuzzy lion. The king. fuzzy lion king. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's not fuzzy. He's not very. I'm, I'm nice. gonna make a snot noise. All right. Okay. We're good. All right. Good deal. All it's right. It's not COVID. I already had that. All right. I, I don't know if I've had COVID. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's exciting. Yeah. It doesn't sound like, well, I guess I could stay home, but yeah, I like going to work. I read a whole book in two and a half days. Oh my God. <laughs> See, I would have got so bored. So bored. Uh, video games and books. Okay. I felt like I was 14 again. Still would have been bored. I said, not to sidetrack this, but like I lost my sense of smell mm-hmm. and the only thing that tasted like it was supposed to taste like was garlic bread. So my mm. wife like bought like Texas toast with garlic cheese on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I would have that like every day. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, even coffee did not taste right. And I was like, wow. oh, it tastes good as this. <laughs> All right, garlic bread. I, it was over my birthday. 
Yeah, so, I know, because yeah. we were supposed to get together. Oh, yeah, she was... I forgot. All like, she set up this whole thing, and we're like... And then it's like, nope, Don my, has COVID. My daughter, like... So, my mother-in-law got the... I like this orange creamsicle cake, mm-hmm. and, like, they stopped selling it. But she was in Florida the week before and found it and bought it at a store in Florida and brought it back, got stopped by the TSA who wanted to know why she had powder. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, like, uh, got it back, made it, and because I had no sense of smell... It, didn't taste right. I felt horrible. I'm like, my daughter and my mother-in-law like, went to great lengths to make this cake. And I was like, uh, yeah, guys, really good. Really good. <laughs> it's kind of weird. You got some garlic toast? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Yeah, garlic toast, books, and video games. All I was, right. It was like being a 14-year-old and bad diet. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. Welcome back to old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but things taste better. Uh, I'm on book two of the trilogy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It's taking me a month. With COVID, it takes a little bit longer to read. Yeah. Without COVID, it takes longer. Right, yeah. right. Um, oh. Five, six, six. Yeah. He pre- okay, so five. When she saw that she waited in vain, that her hope was lost, she took another of her cubs and made him a young lion. He prowled among the lions. He became a young lion, and he learned to catch prey he devoured men and seized their widows he laid waste their cities where am i going nine um he laid waste their cities and the land was appalled and all who were in it at the sound of his roaring then the nation set against him from provinces on every side they spread their net over him he was taken in their pit with hooks, they put him in a cage and brought him to the king of Babylon. They brought him into custody that his, that the, his voice should no more be heard on the mountains of Israel. Yeah, so there was, I don't know, the, the one commentary that I have, I think made a really good point to say it was Jehoiakim, mm-hmm. his son, sorry, right? So I got that they said that they, they okay so the commentary i had yeah. i think both of them actually said Jehoiachin. that it yeah jehoachin and they skipped over it or it could have been zedekiah so either one yeah, of those they said he um he mentioned that it could be zedekiah but he pulled out some scripture that i thought made some good points especially the last verse that you had said where he was um uh he survived, but he never roared again. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a point to say that uh, he was released uh, by Nebuchadnezzar, and you can read about that in Second Kings 25, mm-hmm. 27 through 30, and he would no longer roar in Judah. So even though he was released, he did not get released back to a throne. Mm. So I, I guess well, that's Jehoiachin, not Zedekiah. <clears throat> right, okay. So Zedekiah, his argument was... He said it really could be either one, but he said Zedekiah had more time to live up to, um, he proud among the lions for he was now a strong lion. He learned to tear the prey and he became a man eater. So he argued that Zedekiah had more time to build up that type of reputation, um, and that Jehoiachin would not have been able to have that type of reputation, um, or at least have that much time to establish it. We have a prophecy interpretation. So, conundrum here. <laughs> I know. But either way, neither of them were good. Right, yeah. So, both, both of them could have legitimately lived up to that. Um, again, he, I, I, at least I did not write down, and this was a couple months ago that I, that I studied 19 originally, but I did not go ahead and put down 
why they felt that they were skipping over um, uh, Jehoiakim, but that's just kind of what what he took it as. I'm trying to see if there's anything. So the um, it doesn't help the prophecy. I was trying to see, but um, the way he was led away definitely shows that he was a prisoner. The mm-hmm. cage uh, that he was led away, and it's uh, what is the name of that? It's another Akkadian word, or maybe it's a, uh, of the time that actually talked about an animal cage mm-hmm. and probably uh, mm-hmm. being collared to the cage. So having like a, a a collar around his neck that would have chained him into the cage. Oh, and, wow. Uh, it seems that Ezekiel was purposefully using those words um, to talk about like how he was captive. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to see if maybe it said something about one of the two kings if one was led away in a more humiliating fashion, but I don't see that. Yeah, I didn't see... Yeah, there's nothing... Saying, darn, I thought that would have been cool. All the things that I wish were there... Aren't there. Are not there. (laughs) I'm double-checking my... Yeah, actually, it's almost the word uh, sugar, like the way it's spelled in English. Um, It's Akkadian cigaru which could have meant an animal cage, uh, more specifically a neck band. So okay. like come along for a, a dog. Yeah. Um, he says he, it's likely that Ezekiel plays on the word using it literally uh, for both neck band and cage for Jehoiachin and at the same time using the sense of animal cage imagery for another passage okay. that he talks about. Uh, uh, Might have come from another work in early Mesopotamian history. So Okay. That's a little bit convoluted there, but yeah, I just thought it was, I, I think it's kind of neat. It's, it would be almost like as if we were, so the English language doesn't leave as much room. It does a lot, but we're so used to it mm-hmm. that we don't sometimes see like the double meaning of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like you might have here, but I, I think it's kind of interesting. It would almost like be one of us using a, a word that's synonymous with something or something that means something in a foreign language to kind right. of drive home a double point there. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, it could mean cage or that, or it could be both. Or, you know, just those are the things I find interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I need to brush up on that Hebrew. I'll be done with that master's degree soon and then I can... Brush up on the Hebrew? Yeah, I can do that. Man, it's like... It's, oh. I'm trying to learn Spanish right now. I know. Every time I log in, it's like, mm-hmm. God's got 27 crowns today. I'm like, okay. Well, I had a, a couple of students. So when I say couple, they're they're expecting 20 migrant students to come into my class who wow. speak no English at all. And they only speak Spanish. So far, we've only got two. And I don't know how to teach that. So I was like, I'm up in my Duolingo right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing, doing well? Have you been speaking it or just reading it? Uh, most of the time where I'm at, I don't, I don't have the ability to speak it. Do you do the legendary ones? Or do you do the, do you do the app or the computer? The app. Uh, it costs more ling dots on the app, but they have this cool legendary thing. So when yeah. you get done, like, so you do like all five levels yeah. of one, you can go back and do legendary. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 25 or 50 ling dots, yeah, yeah. which is nothing else to spend them on. Okay. Um, you can go back and do four more lessons, but you only get like three mistakes and no helps. Oh, wow. So it's kind of another way to drive it home, but you get like more experience points for it, okay. which is kind of nice. Oh, nice. So... Yeah, yeah, just so you know. Well, I figure I'll, I'll be, be doing those. I'll be doing them with the students very quickly where I'm like, all right, I'm going to start talking. Do you have uh, students that speak Spanish? Uh, being ones that speak English and Spanish or ones that just yeah, speak Spanish? Both. Yeah, both. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, oh yeah, see the purple? Those are the ones that are like legendary. Oh. And you can, uh, yeah, there you go. I started school apparently. I'm okay. Offline. I'm online. You're offline. You're online. Yeah. We, oh, sorry about that tangent. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Back. To yeah. You. So you got the tangent version of Ezekiel 19. Uh, you know, it's a short passage. So right. I just wanted to pad out the time a little bit. Absolutely. Como esta? Uh, yeah, bien. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, verses 10 through 14. Um, we're going on to yeah, yeah. Going still, on. we're still talking about, um, we're, we're, we're lament, lament, why can't I say that? Es una canción, estoy mal. No, wait, I am, no, it's bad. Es mal, está. Está mal. Ah. No feliz. No feliz Navidad. Right. Solo triste. <laughs> I really got to work on my Spanish. Me too, because half that was probably like Spanglish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we're still uh, lamenting the princes of Israel. However, the analogy is going to change a little bit. Um, and we're going to end the um, Ezekiel 19 with 10 through 14. un vino en... Your mother was like a vine in a vineyard planted by the water. Agua. Uh, fruitful and full of branches by reason of abundant water. <laughs> its strong stems became... <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while since we've done this thing. Um, forgive us. I say stems. Like, a stem's fuerte. A strong stem? Fuerte. Fuerte sounds like something I do out of my butt. I fuerte. Wow. Uh, God don't strike us dead. Um, I'm speaking Spanish. You're speaking fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a lot of Ezekiel has. We'll get to 26 soon. Yeah. Um, it's no, not 26. Is it 23? Uh, no, it's 22. 23. I don't know. Anyway, somewhere ooh, coming up. That's getting bad. Um, your mother was like a vine in a vineyard planted by the water, fruitful and full of branches by reason of abundant water. Its strong stems became rulers, scepters, um, it to- or scepters. It towered aloft among the thick boughs. It was seen in its height with the mass of its branches, but the vine was plucked up in fury, cast down to the ground. The east wind dried up its fruit. They were stripped off and withered. As for its strong stem, fire consumed it. Now it planted in the wilderness in a dry and thirsty land, and fire has gone out from the stem of its shoots, has consumed its fruit, so that there remains in it no strong stem, no scepter for ruling. This is a lamentation and has become a lamentation. Definitely repeated that. Um, That which is... um Anytime you have a repeat sentence like that, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically the Hebrew exclamation point. Okay. Cool. It's the it's to make sure that the reader understands that how how that's like important and exclamatory. Okay. So, so exclamation point at the end. So that's why it was yeah. repeated. All right. You want to help us out with this a little bit? Uh, I mean, my Spanish is really bad. Yeah. Um, so I'll try and do it in English. Is that better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of this echoes, was it? Oh, gosh. What was the last prophet we did? Habakkuk? No, we no. did... Um, Hosea, Joel. Was it Hosea? Yes. Um, yes, it was. A lot of this echoes the imagery... No, of, no. We did Hosea, then we did Joel. Okay. It's the imagery out of Joel that I believe. Um, with the desert, like he planted in the yeah, desert I think where that everything was, was laid uh-huh. to waste. And, um, 
so it's almost a uh, oral history of what happened to Israel uh, during this time. Because if we recall, this is these are the Judean exiles, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is essentially um, you have North and South Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, Israel in the north, Judah in the south. Israel gets wiped out first, and then Judah follows shortly after. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the exiles from Judah at this point. Uh, so this part of the poetry here, this or this lamentation, that verses 10 through 14, are essentially telling the history of Israel and then tying it to the current present reality of Judah. And in the end, it's saying, and none of you all are worthy of holding the scepter. Like there's there's nobody among you that can uh, hold this. So it's in a weird way foreshadowing, I, I should say weird, foreshadowing that, but someday there will be somebody worthy to hold this. So mm-hmm. it's got like shadows of a messianic prophecy uh, without being overtly messianic. And by messianic, um, I can't. I don't know if I'm using words that I would normally use, because um, we try to do the podcast for people that might not know these words. Yeah, uh, me- messianic being Messiah, meaning the chosen one, which essentially means Jesus mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so there's these subtle hints that Israel's wrecked, Judah's joined them, and there's nobody in Judah, the promised people of God, that are w- worthy to lead them mm-hmm. at this point. And that is something they should be lamenting over is that they are not in the time of messianic leadership mm-hmm. or any leadership. Right. So, yeah. <sighs> so, so really, in a sense, they're lamenting. Being lost. Well, yeah, we're, we're having no more leaders at all. And I mean, I guess it starts off with that very warning. Um, take up a lamentation for the princes of Israel and say, so we're really coming down to... After this point, there there are, there is no one else willing to able to take up that scepter. And, and again, we'll see that in we'll see that later on with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But but until that point, there's no one else that's going to carry that. There's no one else that's going to be that ruler. Yeah, and that's pretty accurate. Is was was Zedekiah the the last one, the last ruler that that is documented as a king? Uh, the last one actually, I think, is Jehoiachin. I think he's the last documented one. Or was it Zedekiah? Well, Zedekiah came after Jehoiachin. Oh, did he? Sorry, Je- well, but Jehoiachin was the last recorded one, I think. Okay. So they didn't, like, he was the last legit leader. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. But Zedekiah was kind of like, I don't think Zedekiah was seen as a legit leader. And I don't think Jehoiachin. So. I think because Jehoiachin was taken away. Right. Yeah. So. so the The other messianic part of this would be Jesus saying he is the vine mm-hmm. and we are the branches where here um, the original vine is torn out and cast into the desert to dry up and wither um, so I think that's kind of an interesting yeah tie between the two mm-hmm. God's kind of cool on how he puts things together like that you know yeah like mm-hmm. said, there's always there's all these like shadows of messianic prophecy here yeah yeah mm-hmm. very very like select. Are there any New Testament parallels that we know that brings that back here? Like that Jesus would have. Um, oh, like did Jesus ever mention this part of it? Yeah. 
I don't know. I didn't get anything. I'm sure any so cross reference verses. In yeah. There. No, but I mean, I'm just I'm kind of drawing this from. Well, I know sometimes you you get some of those things, and and I don't like sometimes I don't even realize it until. No, almost every note I have is from either another prophet, which you yeah. know they could be. Oh, this is from Isaiah. Well, Jesus takes a lot from Hosea. Right. And I see a couple of Hosea parallels and stuff like that here. So I get excited when I see a Deuteronomy parallel now because I'm like, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, for those of you who don't know, we did the whole book of Deuteronomy. It took us like almost three years. That was great. And there are so many times when it's the most quoted book in the New Testament and people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. And so now when I see it, I'm like, there's another one. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the amount of times like you, you'd always make fun of me like, so look, we're back. In, are we back in the back there again? And yeah. um, we're supposed to be an Old Testament uh, podcast. Uh, right? Yep. Yeah. We keep going to those New Testament people. You bunch of red letter. Oh, <laughs> no, but yeah, the, I, I don't think it's a, it's a stretch to say that here's the failed vine. Um, if we go back to Samuel and Israel saying we want a king. And God saying, you don't, you don't want a king. This is what they're going to do to you. And essentially, they did that and worse. Mm-hmm. And now it's gotten so bad and so corrupt that God is like, this vine just needs to be cast out and yeah. destroyed. And the newer, better vine that doesn't bear bad fruit is going to uh, be born mm-hmm. and be worthy of holding the scepter. And, you know, yeah, like obviously be the savior of the world <laughs> and it will never be cast out again and never thrown out into wither because right. it's perfect and it you know mm-hmm. yeah and ezekiel has a lot of those messianic <laughs> but ezekiel has a lot of those messianic so it's not like a stretch to even say that at all because i mean right you see a lot of those messianic um, like promises and promises throughout throughout the book of ezekiel mm-hmm. um, where you're like okay that that's not going to happen right here but you 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 see how that very much relates to really the fulfillment of what Jesus does um, as we get to the New Testament. I see. Uh, once again, it's just beautiful the way it's all tied together. Uh, Israel, Judah, all basically because you know you got that split kingdom, and Judah's kind of got a, a racism issue at that point. Like, look how much better we are than those pagans up there, and now they're joining them in the same problem that mm-hmm. beep was louder um, yeah i don't yeah. it beeps all over the place yeah i don't know uh, if you guys can yeah, hear can it hear but it, if uh, you hear those you're like i kind of here i'll put the headphones on and see if it, if i can hear anything if you can hear them in there um but yeah if you have a you, you know that same issue i think i heard it, but i can't tell because it's yeah oh your your voice is wow i might have been too far away from the mic Uh-oh. <laughs> um but yeah the whole idea that it can all be woven together and it all makes sense mm-hmm it's just kind of amazing. I yeah. mean, God wrote it. Yeah. You know, this is wow, his lament. So. Okay. Well, welcome to our first podcast in a while. Yeah. Um, they, they won't know. Yeah, they right? won't know. Just kidding. I mean, the podcast. Anyway, I already spoiled it. I, I was trying to get out of that one and yeah. didn't know how to. Well, by the time they hear this one, we'll be back on a normal posting schedule. Yep. Uh, so for those of you that suffered through the, uh, four episodes in three months, uh, sorry about that. But mm-hmm. by the time we get this, we'll be like, oh, they're back to bi-weekly. Yes. Uh, and we'll be hopefully good to go and no more big breaks. Yep. And you'll be here in this in springtime of. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, we've been living in our houses for yes, two for weeks. a while. Oh. Yeah, to, well, I keep telling Sarah, I was like, so I was like, when we get to move in in January, she's like, that's not funny. I was but like, that's what my wife was kind of similar in that. Like, I just don't want to get my hopes up <clears throat> and find out we can't close for whatever reason or, you know. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. They keep pushing us back and pushing us back and. You know, the other day, we again, I was telling you how, you know, they, they found out that they built the door too small and can't get the bathtub in. That so cracks, uh, yeah. that <laughs> cracks me up. <laughs> what? I said, we, we went, I don't want to bore the podcasters with this, but we went through our house before there was drywall up mm-hmm. and it was all studs. And that was like playing tricks on my eyes. It was so weird to see like when you couldn't tell boundaries between rooms. Uh-huh. Like, am I going to walk through the wrong wall? <laughs> but, all right. Yeah. All right. So. Thanks, guys, for bearing with us. And yep. uh, we'll probably get to well, chapter 20 next week. Yep. Well, what, what you see is next week. Yes. Yes. Oh, All, sorry. Right. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, bye.